In Your Element is made just for you, the listener. If you enjoy the podcast, consider visiting patreon.com slash inyourelement and supporting at the $1 level or above to receive all future episodes early and ad-free. Gain a Patreon-exclusive role in the In Your Element Discord server, where you can hang out and chat with myself and other elementalists, be eligible for giveaways, attend patron hangouts, and more. Now, on to the show. Welcome to episode 35 of In Your Element, a gaming podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Adler. Before we begin, I'd like to take a moment to let you know where you can find In Your Element online. My website is inyourelementpodcast.com. You can find me on Instagram at inyourelementpodcast, on Twitter at IYEpodcast. And if you enjoy the show, consider visiting patreon.com slash inyourelement and supporting at the $1 level or above to receive all future episodes early and ad-free. Gain a Patreon-exclusive role in the In Your Element Discord server where you can hang out and chat with myself and other elementalists, be eligible for giveaways, attend patron hangouts, and more. And if you have any gaming-related questions that you'd like me to answer, email me at hello at inyourelementpodcast.com. I'll answer your questions on the next episode of In Your Element. Today, I'm joined by the hosts of the Rated G for Gamers podcast, Dave Rotno and Dan Robinson. Uh, how are you guys doing today? Uh, we're good. We're good. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for uh, having us on the show. Yeah. What's going Definitely. on? What's going on, man? Not too much. Uh, just wrapped up uh, recording with you guys over the weekend. Had a great time on your uh, show, which will already be out by the time uh, this episode goes up for uh, free feeds. But uh, tell the listeners a little bit about your guys uh, podcast, what you guys do for those who may not know you. Mm-hmm. Well, we are we are uh, rated G. We're a we're a two man outfit. Uh, we do uh, weekly episodes, uh, new shows every Tuesday, uh, and we basically talk about uh, video games, pop culture, uh, basically everything kind of like nerd stuff, Marvel movies and all that. Um, and, you know, we just we just kind of talk about the day's news and just kind of, you know, freeform back and forth, uh, talk about the yeah. games we've been playing, you know, and all that. Im- very cool. And most importantly, we're GMG, grown man gamers. <laughs> nice <laughs> is, is a is a is a moniker dan has carried through the ages because uh, we've been we we've been doing this for a couple of years now so um dan's kind of like through line is you know grown man gamers like we love to play games but we don't have the time to play them oh man the 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 true struggle of being an adult you know right <laughs> constant struggle really just growing backlogs and mean like oh my god there's like five great games coming out on friday like what do i do how do i find time to play these games so you know yeah and then you end up just going back to whatever comfort food game you always end up playing and the backlog just stacks and stacks and stacks i just keep uh, going back to the order 1886 (laughs) 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 come on i listen i'm gonna i'm gonna spread the love for that game i I swear i think that game is so underrated and it was the only in rated g history it was the only game to be nominated for game of the year three years in a row That is amazing. Uh, it, it's a good game. It is a good mm-hmm. game. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. It's a game that I feel like just, it, it, I feel like it came out at the wrong time for Sony's first party games. Uh, imagine if that game had come out within the last couple years after they've had this hot streak. Mm-hmm. I wonder where, what the reception would have been on it. It would have still been the same. I think been, you think so? Maybe I just have cloudy, it, cloudy vision let, of let, what that game was. Yeah, let it come out right after, uh, you know, uh, Spider-Man and God of War. <laughs> right, these top tier AAA, Oof. amazing yeah. 40-hour 
you know, adventures. And then you get this little, yeah. you know, five hour game about uh, you six know, hours in the 18th century. Six, six hours, thank you. Six hours, six, <laughs> six and a half hours. hours. Yeah. You can pat it out a little bit. Uh-huh. A little I, bit. I think, yeah. I think honestly, if it would have been sort of like a launch game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Been a little bit more well received. I mean, I mean, Nax sold well. <laughs> Next one sold well. There's nothing else to play on it other than Call yeah, of Duty. We were just hungry for games. Yeah, right. So, so imagine if the launch title at that point was was the Order 1886. Yeah, it'd be, be much more much more appetizing uh, buy in that case, right? Like, oh hey, I got this. I got this decent shooter I could pick up for like uh, you know sixty bucks. Yeah, then it would have been. Yeah. they would have been nominated for Game of the Year four years in a row. <laughs> there you Instead go. Of three. I. I think I picked that game up when it was on sale for like six bucks. Yeah. And that was a, I mean, so I I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't a dollar an hour, (laughs) a dollar an hour. (laughs) There you go. It's a good bang for your buck on that. Right. And it, it, you know, it fits in with the theme of, I don't have a lot of time to play video games. I can just play this game in a night and I'm good. You know, boom. I feel like I felt or something. I paid, I I got my money's (laughs) worth. I paid $10 an hour for it and I powered through. Yeah. I almost platinum oh. it too. I gotta go back. That's actually that's one of the things I want to do. Go back and platinum mm-hmm. that. I was considering doing that when I was actually playing through the game the first time. I was like, trophies were popping left and right, and I was like, is this an easy platinum? Should I go for the platinum? And then I realized there's no way to track anything you've picked up in the game, which is the most frustrating thing ever oh, for a yeah. collectible trophy. I'm not yeah. saying the so game I is just perfect. Said, I'm not saying the game is perfect. <laughs> Okay. You don't know if you've gotten all like the newspaper clippings, right? I know, That's but exactly. You, well, guess what? Guess what? I know I haven't got all the newspaper clippings because the trophy didn't pop, <laughs> so I, I missed it somewhere. But I never said it was a perfect game. I'm just saying, it, it, you know, like Tim Tebow, okay, in football, you just you got to give it a chance. You just got to <laughs> give it a chance. <laughs> That's all. Oh my That's goodness. all I'm saying. You, Speaking of giving giving chances, uh, what what other games have you guys been playing lately? Well, uh, I have been loving uh, Katana Zero. Uh, I know that uh, I know that you kind of talked about it a little bit on your show, and we mm-hmm. kind of gave it a bunch of love. We got to uh, we got to uh, play that game hands on at uh, at uh, PAX East, and awesome, amazing. I, I I I beat it within two days. It's not a very long game, right? But it, it four or is, five hours. Yeah, yeah. It is it is a really solid production. I think like start to finish, mm-hmm. I think the story is really solid. And uh, mm-hmm. we actually both just got uh, the new Bloodstained Curse in the Moon, the old school like Castlevania throwback. Oh, yeah, Limited, yeah, yeah. From Limited Run Games. Mm-hmm. Nice. Have you guys jumped in there yet? Well, I, I bought it digitally when it first came out. And I, yeah. I made it to, the, I made it to the, the final boss. And I just haven't mm-hmm. gone back to it to figure out the pattern on how to beat it. Uh, this will yeah. give me an excuse to read, play, it from, play it from scratch again and yeah. see if i can beat the boss i mean it's fairly easy game you get to the boss in like a couple of hours like three hours yeah to be yeah. honest that's the one where you can switch out between the different characters right they all have different abilities just like as long yeah as you don't, just like as long as you don't kill them yes yeah, <laughs> as long as you don't kill them just like castlevania 3 right yeah 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 I, well yeah so you can you can have you can have one extra companion in castlevania 3 that's where they modeled it after uh but in mm. in bloodstained you can legit stab the person to power up your your main character and you can mm-hmm. you can you can play the game you basically like steal their power and then you become yeah. a bit more powerful but then you don't even don't have anybody to switch out with um yeah but yeah by the time you get to the end you have like four different companions and that's definitely mm-hmm. the easier way to go because you can just kind of like swap when everyone's anyone's health gets low when you're fighting a boss or whatever so it kind of makes it a Got little it. convenient i think 
Yeah. Did you guys get a chance to see uh, Ritual of the Night while you were at PAX? We were actually, uh, yeah, yeah, it was. We were actually okay. online to do it, and then I think uh, I think we ended up doing something else because we heard the reception wasn't so great. Uh, and it, yeah, well, we had an appointment to go to. We were on. The oh, that's right. we didn't we didn't know if we could make the appointment and we all at the same time. So mm-hmm. we said we would come back, and we just never got a chance to go back to it. So and then we we yeah. heard the reception was awful. Yeah, they I, I saw they just released like, well, when they announced the uh, release date for the game, they put out like a brand new trailer that kind of addressed a lot of the concerns people had. Uh, game looks a lot better. Did you guys see the trailer for it? Yeah, it's got like that. Uh, I think I put it out on Twitter, right? Uh, I think Kogi Igarashi did. Uh, and it was like mm-hmm. a like a like a side by side, right? Was that the one you're talking about? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It looks a lot better. The like redone, yeah. the redone graphics. Yeah. Like a nice fresh coat of paint. Yeah, yeah, it looks great. I think uh, I so Castlevania is kind of a series that's escaped me. I I really haven't played uh, any of them, honestly. I've really? gone and played like oh, yeah. You so go play I, Symphony I, of the Night. If anything, I was just okay, gonna say. So, yeah. yeah, I know. So it, like the Metroidvania genre is like honestly one of my favorites, and the fact that I haven't played <clears> the other half of the name of that genre just doesn't make any <laughs> sense. So um, I did I did buy it um, on my Vita, and mm-hmm. I was going through it. Uh, probably a few months ago. Um, mm-hmm. and then I just put it down for some reason and haven't gone back. And uh, it was like right before the they released it on PS4. Mm-hmm. So I have like the actual PlayStation One version of it, I guess, because the one in the uh in the PS4 copy is kind of like a redone. They like didn't they update the audio or something? People are complaining about. Uh, possibly. It doesn't have like. It doesn't have like the original like shitty audio. I guess it's like known for. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I didn't get a chance to pick it up. I didn't get a chance to play it. I I've been playing yeah. the the original version on my Vita as well. So yeah, I, I definitely didn't, yeah. I didn't do. I don't know what they. I don't know what changes they made to the PS4 version. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I it, guess it, it's. I guess it's like the Dracula X um, duo that came with Rondo and and symphony of the night if i'm not mistaken so oh yeah 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 and then you could you could basically unlock symphony i think in right in uh, rondo is the deal yeah yeah, yeah. i think and i, I think guess they're playing yeah, playing ahead. playing the uh playing the old school playing the old school ps1 version is the way to go uh mm-hmm. there are a few points where it can get a little bit slow but you mm-hmm. know in general like the action's really quick um you know sound and the graphics are perfect i mean they're, they're some yeah. of the best some of the best pixel art you'll ever see. My only, mm-hmm. my only complaint of playing it on the Vita is my same complaint with playing old games remastered, some old games remastered on the Switch, and that is the save states. Come on. I, I want to play. Listen, I understand you, wanna, you want the original game the way it was, but I don't want the same save states <laughs> that they were back when we played <laughs> it on the PS1. Like, yeah. I totally forgot. I totally forgot to hit a save point, and I I don't know why I just cut the game off, and I came back and I had to redo everything over again. And then it's gone. Y- yes. Yeah. Yeah. That that game, I guess, is notorious for that, right? You have to basically you're like living between save points in that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. I found that out the hard way as well. I was like, oh shit, you know. Yeah. I I think I had to replay the same small section like over and over and over because I was I wasn't understanding for some reason like the the different weapons that you could switch out and i i think i took like a, a incorrect route in the beginning i'm not mm-hmm. sure so it was it was pretty difficult uh for me to play through at first and i was like why is this game so hard am i not understanding like i feel like i'm pretty good at these but castlevania is i, I mean i i went back and i played um uh, super castlevania 4 oh on the God. super nintendo classic yeah and it's it's a very like stiff 
game. Like it feels really stiff, the mm-hmm. platforming. Uh, and, and I went back also and played through the first one on NES, on the NES classic as well. And uh, it's those games are not easy. Oh, no. Very, they, oh, no. <laughs> oh, they, they I don't have, know what I, I was expecting. I think both of those games, I think one, two, three, and four have very deliberate jumping. So yeah. when you're when you're committed to that jump, like there's no going back. <laughs> right. You're not you're not moving in the air like yeah. with, like with Mario or something. So yeah. like like yeah. at least at I, least with Castlevania four, they gave you and it was the only game that really did that. You could move the whip in 360 degrees. That uh, was which, cool. Yeah. I like I Yeah. Like, you know, I thought that was kind of really neat. So like it kind of devalued the sub weapons a little bit, I think. Like you mm-hmm. didn't really need them because the whip could do everything. You could just kind of swing mm-hmm. it around and like 360 and hit whatever you needed to hit but um mm-hmm. that kind of helped a little bit with the deliberate jumping so if you're making a jump and something's coming at you you can definitely get the right angle to hit that thing and and you'll probably be okay but yeah have, did you have you played uh castlevania bloodlines the one the one that came out on genesis no so I, I the only three games i've played is the first one on nes and i, I haven't finished any of these so by playing i mean i've like dabbled in them mm-hmm. uh that one super castlevania 4 and Symphony of the Night. So I missed like all the GBA games, all the Metroidvania ones that came after mm-hmm. Symphony. Missed all the ones before that. So I saw that they are coming out with the Castlevania collection, yep. like the early games. Yep. And uh, I, I'm, I'm intrigued by that because that one has Bloodlines. It has like Simon's Quest and a bunch of other cool stuff on there too. So uh, I might have to cop that when that comes out. Mm-hmm. And I think Bloodlines will also be on the Genesis Mini, right? As well coming out uh oh yes it is yeah bloodlines is on yeah there, it was so announced. i'm definitely picking that up yeah yeah love castlevania uh just don't play castlevania 64 not a good game. <laughs> no either, good either game. one of the two yeah yeah they're not good Oof. yeah but, uh, no, what about the uh, just, the playstation 3 ones or whatever oh uh, those those are okay like lords of shadow and lords of shadow yeah lords of well lords of shadow one more so than lords of shadow 2 lords of shadow 2 i never I never played Lost Shadow Two, but I, I don't think it was well received. It wasn't. It wasn't as good as the first one, but um, you know, they're 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 okay. They're they're definitely some of the better three D, uh, three D style mm-hmm. ones. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, if you're gonna do anything, you want to go two D and you want to go old school. You know, yeah, just like just like uh, uh, Dan was saying, Bloodlines is great. Symphony is great. Uh, one, two, three, and four in my eyes, I think, are also great. Mm, maybe not so much two. Uh, Back I, yeah, I, that's have the... a, I have a special place in my heart for two, even though a lot of people don't like it. That that one deviated from the formula quite a bit, right? Uh, it, a it, lot of games back the... then, a lot of sequels yeah. back then deviated from the formula. Mario like Mario Two, Zelda Two, yeah, yeah. Right. right? They added in that's a whole fair. new like yeah. just like just like Zelda did with the RPG elements. Uh, you kind of yeah. got that with this game. So there was towns you could buy like upgrades. But oh wow! I think the biggest problem with the game was the translation. Oh. Everything was very, God. everything was it's, very. It's obtuse. the same problem. It was the same problem with Zelda Two translation. That's exactly right. So you you get these like you get these weird clues like you know uh, kneel at the edge of the mountain or whatever, but it wouldn't even be like that clear. And there was like, yeah, there's like legit a point in the game where you like go all the way to the west and you hit a brick wall, and if you have the appropriate set of items you kneel for an extremely long amount of time and then a tornado <laughs> will take you away to a different part of the uh, game world. What? Yeah. How are you supposed to figure that out? You have exactly. to call the 800 number in the Nintendo Power. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? It was, specifically, there was collusion between Nintendo and Konami to say, hey, look, we're going to make you some money here. Throw, throw us yeah. a little kickback. You're going to get a lot of 1-800 calls to, about this game. <laughs> yeah. So as long as you have like, a walkthrough, like, 
you can get through it, but like, right? Yeah. Um. So I've been playing. Uh, I've been. I'm, I just want to finish the Walking Dead final season. So yeah, I love the Walking Dead games, the the Telltale games. Um, mm -hmm, yeah. I, the first one left a really emotional. It tugged at my emotional heartstrings. Uh, yeah. Second and third, not so much, but still good games. Uh, I thought they were mm -hmm. really good stories. So I, I'm just trying to finish this one up. I want to know. What, I want to know how Clem's story ends. So I mean, yeah. Unlike all the other games, it's only four. It's only uh, four episodes. And usually, okay. the fourth episode is the episode that's like eh, and the fifth episode yeah. goes out with a big bang. So yeah. Uh, right now, I'm on episode three. So I'm just. And I think it's really good. I recommend it. I got it. I, I got I, it on the Switch because we. I got it. Nice. It came out while we we're in uh, Boston at PAX, and I had the Switch with nice. me. So, uh, I would have loved to get it for the PS4 just so I can have all my saves come over. But I couldn't wait. Yeah, I'm very impatient yeah. gamer. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way. Very much like satisfy right now. <laughs> all right, all right. How do you think it stacks up though in terms of like that series? Do you feel like it is? ending on a good note or do you think so far it seems kind of like two and three uh i don't think the first one the first one was definitely the best but yeah. uh I, I think so far i'm i'm past episode one and two sort of in the middle of three mm -hmm. it's definitely better than season two and and i would say it's it's a little better than season three too as well okay that's fair so what uh from that series in general just telltale games is uh, Walking Dead season one your favorite? Yes, hands down. Yeah, and in Tales from the Borderlands. Uh, yeah, I like Tales a lot. I would say it's a toss up between Tales and Borderlands and Batman season one. See, I haven't started that game yet. I have it. I got it on uh, PS Plus when it was free, and I never jumped in. Oh, I heard it was. Uh, you have to, It was good. Oh, you have to play it. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's it's Telltale's you know version of Batman, so it's not retelling yeah. the same story that you already you know forget yeah, about everything right. you know about batman it's 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 telling a different story and uh where he becomes a line cook somewhere yeah yeah you can, <laughs> you can become a line cook a cheerleader yeah. uh you know you, the parents really choose your own adventure the parents really didn't die yeah. <laughs> you know it was it was a, it was a swerve the whole time yeah so Damn. Learns, batman learns a variable uh variable lesson about mixing chorizo and eggs together yes yes <laughs> episode episode two just goes completely left field but it's good. It's good. It's the payoff is I know. good. I know. They, they did an MCU crossover with Tony Stark. Uh, that's yeah. where Batman gets oh, all shit. his weapons from. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. I don't know. You want to timestamp this for people? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they haven't played Batman season one. Oh man. Yeah. I'm. Uh, I'm a little bummed that 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 studio's gone now because I was. I, I enjoyed yeah. The Wolf Among Us quite a bit, and I was really, really looking forward to that sequel. So. It's Kind of sad we'll never see that. I'm, and I'm gonna have to play the Wolf Among Us over again because sadly mm -hmm. I missed I missed one or two things and I would have had the platinum trophy. Yes, I know I'm a trophy. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm a trophy fanatic, and all my platinum trophies are from Telltale Games. Well, they're, they're easy to get. Not you know? easy to get. Yeah, they are. They are. You know, choose, choose, choose no option shame. A or over over option B. Boom, there's a trophy. <laughs> mm -hmm. Which you yeah, know, I think I mean, that's I guess... like probably half of my trophies, half of my platinums are probably Telltale games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there, 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 there's, there's no shame in that, and it definitely feels no. good every time you like proc a new trophy. So, oh, of course, I can definitely yeah. get behind. Uh, I've been, uh, I've been playing Sekiro lately, so I finally picked up Sekiro. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been putting in uh, some work there. Game is difficult, of course. Um, not as difficult as I was expecting it to be, just based off the discussion that was happening around that game when it first came out. 
uh, I've only made it through like, I don't know, maybe the first 15% of the game. So I'm definitely nowhere near like the hard, hardest parts, but it's, it's good. I mean, I'm, I'm getting a good groove. I feel like I'm finally the combat starting to click a little bit more. I've had some difficult moments, but, mm-hmm. uh, have you guys played Sekiro? Did you get around to it? Oh no. Oh, <laughs> I, I, all the Doc Souls games, not my, not my yeah. forte. Okay. See, yeah. See, see, Dan hasn't gotten into it because it's just the barrier to entry is a little bit high. Uh, you know, I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go ahead and say that people's um, complaints about the game are invalid. Uh, I just, I haven't had the time to get into it just yet, and I know it's gonna yeah. be a game that I'm gonna struggle with for the first couple hours until, you know, the mechanics start coming together. So I'm, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably wait till it, till it goes down to like uh, thirty or forty. And then yeah. kind of, and then kind of pick it up, and then kind of play it on my own time, you know, kind of during the uh, the uh, summer months, I think. So yeah, it should be a good game for the summertime for sure. Or yeah, did you a little bit yeah. quiet times. Did you hear somebody uh, beat the game using the uh, Donkey Kong uh, Congos yes, from, from yes. GameCube? <laughs> That's wild. How First did of they all, even get that adapter to work? Yeah, with the... I've. <laughs> The computer, I was on a P- yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, I have yeah. no idea. Yeah, he was on a PC. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah, that's wild. I know everyone's complaining about difficulty, and this guy comes in with, the, with, with the, the drums. To, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, there's I, um, been some weird shit over the years with that, with that series, with Dark Souls. People beating it with the rock band drums, the Guitar Hero guitars. Somebody beat, uh, it, with a, somebody beat it with actual bananas. Really? Somehow, yeah, somehow they, like, somehow they linked it up. <laughs> to where they would tap the banana and that would send a signal and that would be like i don't know the a button or the or up yeah. or down or whatever or like the roll it's it's just incredible and and i know the rock band thing you were talking about with the rock band drums yeah. like oh that is wild yeah. i need to go look that up now an actual yeah. banana yeah 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 they, i'm 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 pretty sure it was a banana hooked up to like uh you know electrical switches and whatnot Right. You know, you just, you wow. know, there's like a whole bunch. You bought like maybe like two bunches of bananas to get all the buttons down. And uh, uh, it's, it's insane. You know, if the game wasn't hard enough, right? Yeah. Add a whole nother layer to it. I know. Now you're, now you're programming your own controller too. I mm-hmm. mean, that's like a, that's a little bit too far for me. Uh, I'm good with just the, that regular experience is difficult enough. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So Sekiro is actually, I never have played any of the Souls games, to be fair. So mm-hmm. I, this is my first true foray. I did play a bit of Bloodborne. I got through the first couple bosses, and then the game, you know, whatever, something else came out, and I stepped away from it, haven't gone back. Uh, but this one I'm determined to get through. And uh, I think this one's a, I, it feels a little bit more accessible because you have basically the ability to revive after you die. So that seems a little bit more forgiving when you are up against a challenging boss or enemy mm-hmm. because if you do go down, you can choose to revive and you know run away if you need to and go heal up or whatever. Or you have basically a second wind. You don't get a full rev- full revive, but you've got a bit more that you can kind of approach them with after that second life. So mm-hmm. uh, it's it's interesting. It's good. But so far, game's beautiful. It's got some really cool storytelling that's going on. A lot mm-hmm. of great exploration and um, interesting mechanics as far as like the the weapons go. You don't actually have a bunch of different weapons really. You've got your samurai blade the main the main weapon and then you've got basically a prosthetic arm that you can upgrade that has a bunch of different attachments so oh interesting pretty cool though yeah 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 do you think so, the, uh, um, yeah do you think like the uh the story is compelling enough to kind of pull you through to the end 
Yeah, so I, that's what I was worried about. I was like, you know, this this game, I, I know these these games in general just kind of get they regarded for just difficulty. That's like the main priority is just these difficult encounters you get through. Um, but I'm actually enjoying the story, and it does seem like an interesting enough thing that, that I want to push forward. There's a lot of, like, uh, storytelling throughout the world itself and just um, situations that you come across or you stumble across, and a lot of things that feel like, maybe off the beaten path you're discovering and you're the only person that has seen this thing. So it's, it's cool. If you do like games that you kind of poke around in the different corners and, and look for secrets and things, mm-hmm. then I think you'll really enjoy this a lot because there's quite a few things that are like way off the beaten path where you're like, I'm pretty sure no one's gone down this path that I'm going on. Mm-hmm. And yet there's still something at the end. So you know that the developers, you know, somehow figured some people would make it around that corner. So, Oh, nice. Yeah enjoying it quite a bit though so mm-hmm. cool well uh let's jump into our feature discussion so uh borderlands 3 was announced last month and we finally got our first look at the gameplay with the recent live stream reveal event there was a lot of great information during the one hour live stream that provided more information about the environments characters multiplayer features and of course lots and lots of guns uh so i just want to get a quick overview what did you guys take away from the latest reveal stream that you're excited about when uh, with the upcoming game? I gotta say, I really like that. Uh, uh, what do, what do they call it? Like instance loot. Uh, yeah, have you seen that loot? Loot instancing. Loot instancing. What a name, right? What a mouthful, right? Just some buzzwords <laughs> for you. So you don't have to like fight for loot. Like if I'm playing and I'm a level twenty and Dave's a level two, if he just picked up the game, right? We we don't have to fight mm-hmm. for the loot like we do in a division all the time. Uh, <laughs> You know, it, it'll be loot that's for my level, and then it'll be loot for his level. So, and you can always, and the best part about it is, if you don't want to do it this way, and you do want to go crazy and loot chasing, you can always switch it back to classic mode. So, yeah, it's nice that they're giving that option for players, but I think that's going to be nice because the game is clearly it's intended to be played with friends. It's a co-op game. It's an experience that's meant for multiplayer. Split and, screen. Uh, yeah, that's, they will have a traditional split screen, split screen co-op. That's awesome. That is exciting. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but not having to fight over loot is always, uh, always nice. You know, I love games that do give individual loot drops, so uh, everybody feels like they're all progressing, and not one person who's just closest to the boss when they finish it. You know, right. gets to reap all the benefits. So yeah, I, I, yeah. I think, I think, I think that is really good. And then, kind of also echoing off that same sentiment is the way they do the, um, the, uh, the scaling of the enemy levels. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, again, if like Dan's a level 20 or I'm a level 20 and, you know, he's a level five or, you know, whatever, um, we can we can still play together and everything will kind of balance itself out. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know they kind of made it a point to say, like, oh, like, look at look at how the damage scales. Right. Because I'm a much higher level character. Um, So I thought like that was kind of neat. They don't have to always be like, look, we got to play now, you know, because otherwise I'm going to be a couple levels ahead and then we got to wait to get back on the same level. So. I thought that was kind of neat, and um, I did. I, I really thought that the theming of the uh, of the different kind of, I guess, quests that you go on was like really cool. Mm-hmm. Like I know they 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 kind of spent a lot of time in. I can't think of his name, but he had like the kind of like DJ club uh, set up, right? And there was these like large speakers that were kind of mm-hmm. standing in your way of the path, and like every now and again, like the speakers would give off like this this kind of sound wave and that could damage you. So you kind of had to wait for that stuff to go by. And I was like, Oh, this is like a really nice, like well thought out 
uh, instance that you can kind of jump into and play and like get to them. Like, mm -hmm. I could, I could see myself like going back and like playing that a couple other times. Cause it was really unique. It was like very different than the standard, like outside desert kind of wasteland that they have throughout like uh, most of the game. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get to some of the, the different worlds in a bit, but yeah, I'm definitely excited to see some other, some other places besides Pandora, which is, been the uh, setting for the games thus far um one of the big things of course that they they showed off was the the guns guns are always like the central part of borderlands they're always crazy yeah. and in this game they're touting over a billion guns which is just insane if you think about uh the fact that you're probably not going to see the same two guns twice for the most part so um did you guys see any guns that were a little bit uh crazy that you uh took away from the stream uh, yeah the gun had legs the gun running. <laughs> yeah, some yeah. of the some of the some of the uh, um, temporary weapons, right? You can throw them away, and then they'll they'll kind of grow legs and scurry. You get yeah. a gun, and you get a gun, and you get a gun, and the gun gets itself. It runs. <laughs> yeah, I was I was uh, yeah. I was really a big fan of the uh, the guns that had the alt fire, right? Yeah, like some of them mm -hmm. were like, oh, it's a it's a yeah. uh, you know rocket launcher. But then also has like a grenade attachment that you can switch to, or you know, this mm -hmm. has like this is a regular pistol, but then it also has like micro missiles on top of that. I'm like, oh, yeah. you know, that's awesome because you know you you can kind of you can kind of take that weapon and it's not just uh like well it's only good in this instance you can use it in multiple instances because you can just switch to the alt fire if there's like you know kind of a horde of enemies coming in. So mm -hmm. I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, I think it's it's neat too that. You know, Borderlands always has the elemental weapons, um, and there's guns now that can switch between multiple elements. So you've got like incendiary guns that can switch to cryo and things like that. Uh, and I think that's pretty cool because it always felt bad when you had a full backpack and you wanted to try and get the different elemental weapons in there too, just so you could make sure that you're good for every matchup. And uh, and and having to pick between that over, say, a better gun, but just to make sure you have that element. Now you don't really have to do that. You can have one gun that's kind of like a jack of all trades. So your backpack's got more room for all the other crazy guns that they showed off, like the yeah. uh, the rocket launcher that fires cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> I I, um, I think stuff. I think I think we can safely say that this game will go down in history as the only game that has rocket launchers, a rocket launcher that fires cheeseburgers. Hey hey hey, yeah, we don't yeah. know what's in development right now. Okay, Anthem <laughs> is is redoing everything, retooling. We may get cheeseburger rocket launcher in Fallout seventy seven. Who who knows? I mean, who, who knows? knows? Yeah. We, we don't we we don't know but the division may get a patch okay yeah the division we have hot dog a hot dog missile later on hot dog hot dog yeah, yeah. t-shirt gun i need a t-shirt gun for sure yeah i mean it, um, it 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 feels i mean it is definitely 100 percent like super far out there but it mm -hmm. it feels right for the game world of uh, borderlands if that makes any sense yeah oh it fits fully within their their scope of what they're you know putting out uh, and, and with that many guns, uh, one of the big additions that, that got a lot of, uh, positive feedback was that they're going to have ratings on the guns now, mm -hmm. which I think is extremely important. Uh, as somebody who just went back and played or started playing through Borderlands two again, mm -hmm. um, the first thing I ran into was like, you're getting so many guns <laughs> and you can tell the rarity of course, but I, you know, the, I, I basically would judge a gun based on how much sell value it had. Like if this gun, if this gun sells for more than this gun then this gun must be worth more or excuse me not of course it's worth more uh should be better right um so the fact that they now have ratings just right up at the top will tell you that one gun is definitively better than the other so you can quickly sort through your inventory 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think that kind of goes to, uh, I think their emphasis is kind of on streamlining the the, the the gameplay experience a little bit, right? So you don't have to mm-hmm. necessarily spend a half an hour, an hour micromanaging and setting your backpack up properly and, you know, weighing right. <clears throat> weighing all the stats back and forth. So that's, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's pretty nice that they're doing that, you know, uh, yeah. you know, as well as like the kind of tiered, this is, you know, this is your rare, this is your ultra rare or uh, mm-hmm. whatever it is, you know, the blues and the purples and whatnot. So, um, listen, I just can't wait to switch between my bullets. I can either shoot you with an ice bullet, fire bullet, or a cheeseburger bomb. That's all. <laughs> I, I, just, I can't wait. I just can't wait to do that. Yeah. So the uh, one other thing that, that kind of came to light after this was the campaign itself. So the time frame of what this game will take to get through <laughs> sounds like it's going to be uh, roughly 30 hours if players beeline it. So that's if you're just going through the main story itself. Obviously, Borderlands is going to be rife with uh, side quests and other stuff to do. So I think the uh, average playthroughs is probably going to be significantly higher. But what do you guys think about this uh, potential 30 hour or so campaign. Oh God, it's a far cry, uh, no pun intended, from uh, <laughs> you know the, the order 1886, right? <laughs> it's 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 much longer. Um, I'm I'm definitely picking this up day one on PS4. Yeah, playing on my PS4 Pro. Uh, I haven't, in full disclosure, I haven't. I I played a little bit of the first one. I played mm-hmm. more of the second one, but only on the Vita. So uh, I do have the Handsome Jack collection, which I haven't gotten to yet, which I should mm-hmm. because, you know, they have the patch to get the, the, the up-res graphics. Mm-hmm. Uh, 30 hours is a lot. <laughs> That's a, yeah. And, and, you know, somebody like me that has limited time, mm-hmm. uh, I would say if I would try to power through it over a weekend, unless, you know, hopefully mm-hmm. nothing else comes out along those lines. I mean, this comes out... September, into, early September. Early yeah. September. Yeah. So I would, so it's going to be like... I would need to know if there's anything else that comes out with it. I would try to probably beat it within that week before anything else comes yeah. out. Because that is, that is the start of Christmas. The Christmas rush. That is true. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, the holiday um, rush. So. I, I, I think it's, uh, I, I, I think it's, I think it's solid. Like, this is the game that people are going to be playing for, I think, a long while. Right? So they definitely, yeah. want, they definitely yeah. want people in their ecosystem. You know, it's it's fine if they hit top level and this and that, because the idea is, I think, to just keep going back and getting better loot and better loot and better loot. Right. Uh, Playing the different characters, too. Each uh, one has a different play style. So sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess you could you could potentially get, you know, 90 hours of gameplay if you go through what I think there's like the three main archetypes. You got four oh, four main archetypes. So you, you potentially yeah, yeah. have about 120 hours of unique gameplay. Right, because because mm-hmm. like each, each 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 character has their own set of skills and different skill trees. Mm-hmm. So and then mm-hmm. obviously you can kind of roll them in like different ways. Um, so I I think that's I think that's a good value uh, for your money. Yeah. You know, sixty bucks to get all that gameplay in there. You know, well, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. Well, let's be honest. People are gonna want to play multiplayer, right? Like that's that's what this game, this looter shooter that started the looter shooter genre, right? Everybody's mm-hmm. gonna want to play play together play co-op mm-hmm. yeah i think uh i think 30 hours for main story seems nice and beefy and uh, of course yeah you're gonna have a ton of other stuff to do so uh i'm excited as well um dan you got to actually go to the initial reveal of borderlands 3 uh in late march at pax east how was your experience there oh god first of all that was the longest line <laughs> in pax history i mean <laughs> 
I mean, they 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 sort of hyped this up to no end for months. And when we got there, we, we that, that line it went around the convention center. Mm-hmm. That was the longest line I've Damn. ever seen. And and PAX. to be fair, they didn't specifically say Borderlands Three announcement, but it everyone knew Borderlands Three announcement. So it yeah, went it went it went around the whole entire building, and that's, we basically walked wow. from the doors of where the um where they were doing the presentation and we mm-hmm. basically looped all the way around again <laughs> to get to the end of the line we just kept walking 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 and walking. at cheese and at some point i lost dave i turned my head i turned back he's gone <laughs> right so i don't know oh, no and in cell service because there's so many people online cell service kind of sucks so mm-hmm. i have no idea where he is i'm hoping he can catch up with me and i was sort of the last group to go in and they said close capacity so be- because I was by myself, I got to sit in the front row all, all the way, all the way at the end, though. So I sort of had to look up and all the way down to my right because <laughs> I was the last person in the front all the way at yeah. the end. Yeah. Um, no, listen, it was cool. The card game that he played uh, took a little long and that was his fault because he, he told her to pick a number between one and 50. Right, it should have just kept it between one and ten because we had she picked forty six, forty six her favorite number, and we had to sit there and count forty six twice. So, oh geez, uh, (laughs) (laughs) whose favorite number is forty six? I don't know. know. I don't know. So random. He gave her a chance to sort of like take it back and pick a number a little. He's like, "Are you sure?" She said, "Yes." She said, "Yes." I love forty six. We counted forty six twice. Sure. Uh, Which you know, you never give him that option, man. Give her one to three. Yeah, yeah. So you make the rules there. You make the rules, magician man. Uh, I will say it was a little. I mean, I, I'm sure for everyone who live, who who saw it live streamed and or watched it back, it was a little awkward because they they sort of had some video issue, right? Where they kept trying to play mm-hmm. the video for uh, you know the upres graphics mm-hmm. before we even got to Borderlands Three. They had to play it like three times because it it just it was it was it was it was super choppy. It was so choppy, and he kept blaming it on the. The equipment at PAX. <laughs> He's like, I love you, PAX, but you got to get better equipment. Uh, yeah. But we all powered through. We, we watched the Borderlands 3 announcement three times. Uh, finally, they, the <laughs> last time we watched it, it, it wasn't choppy. It was actually, it went through uh, smoothly, perfectly. Yeah. And, you know, we all got super hyped for it again. So. Nice. Um, I will say my only issue was they gave out free codes for uh for borderlands one uh sort of the 4k version on the ps4 and mm-hmm. everyone that was sitting at the end if you were the last person in a row you did not get a code so they didn't i guess they didn't account for all the all the people that wanted to come to uh to see the announcement wow that's a bummer oh man uh so uh what else stood out to you guys at pax what else did you guys see that you liked just in general uh, pax i mean <laughs> yeah just a there was there, was, have to go there was deep a, dive into it, but yeah, yeah, there, there there was a lot of really good stuff. I think uh, Katana Zero really game of the game of the show. I think for the both of us, uh, that mm-hmm. was up there. Uh, I know you really liked Dan uh, uh, Sydney Sydney Hunter and the Curse Sydney of the Maya. Hunter, Curse of the Maya. It brought me back to you know sort of old school style, uh, you know, platformers. Mm-hmm. So uh, what uh, I wanted, what's the YouTuber's name? Uh, Gangster Eighty One. Right, uh, Gamester eighty one, yeah, Gamester eighty one. Right, this is the game that he's affiliated with. I really like that. I like the music. I like the art style. I was trying to figure out, uh, sort of, sort of how to get how to how to 
get through the patterns of the bosses and stuff or the enemies. Uh, I really like mm. that game. I really, I yeah, really had like had like a good pitfall vibe to yeah. it. You know, very, very mm-hmm. kind of like you know traveling through these Mayan ruins and whatnot. Uh, graphics, you know, like Dan said, the graphics and the sound were amazing. Controls like super tight. Um, yeah. I think that game's coming out later this year. It's definitely, I definitely think it's a September to game too. I think it's a, yeah. a September game. Yeah. Uh, Spelunky meets Pitfall, as I called it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. I'll have to keep an eye out for that one. Uh, <laughs> so uh, let's bring it back to Borderlands. Uh, some of the bigger changes that they talked about, of course, were the uh, ability to travel to new planets. You got a new hub ship, the Sanctuary 3. Uh, we got a nice reveal of uh of that they they went on a small tour of the ship as well you got to see a lot of um different areas on the ship what do you guys think we can expect in this game from interplanetary travel uh i i'd say i mean for one uh if you're doing an interplanetary travel that means you're going to have different planets with different environs right yeah Uh, where you know borderlands typically i think everyone thinks like oh it's you know kind of desolate wasteland desert you know um they have the nice crafted instances and whatnot but at the end of the day you you come outside and you're in a desert wasteland right Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i i would think that um they kind of want to take that time to craft different worlds and you know maybe have like kind of jungle environs or maybe like ice environs you know you go up into the snow peak mountains and whatnot um really kind of like branch out a little bit in that way right Um, yeah because like i couldn't necessarily see like going to a different planet and having a wildly different gameplay experience but i could see like uh window dressing maybe i don't know if that's the the word to call it that that you know kind of mixes it up a little bit so you're you're not always like in the same place right just different scenery yeah one of the things they they actually mentioned uh was that you'll be able to quote tear through hostile deserts battle your way across war-torn cityscapes, navigate deadly bayous, and more. Uh, so, yeah, it seems like there's going to be a lot of different things. They did show that off in the uh, initial teaser trailer, the one mm-hmm. that you guys saw uh, at PAX. Uh, we got a good look at some of those. Uh, the one that stood out to me is the, the city one. That one looks very cool. Uh, I, was, I was getting some, uh, some cyberpunk vibes from it, even though it was uh, clearly going to be much smaller. But uh, I'm curious how big these, these worlds are going to be. I mean, Pandora... Uh, at least in the last game in Borderlands 2 was massive. I mean, it was a big, big area. I'm curious how many planets we're going to get and also what the size of those planets are going to be. Are they going to be the same size as Pandora? Are they going to be, you know, smaller experiences uh, akin to like maybe like a Mass Effect 2 or something? Mm -hmm. What do you think? I would say we have to have a variety, right? I mean, it would be impossible to finish the game if they were, if every planet was like super massive. I would give me right. give me a small experience here and give me a massive experience somewhere else. Right. Yeah. And I think yeah. I think I think to kind of add on to that too is that you could certainly do the big open worlds, but is it gonna be is there gonna be enough unique stuff in there, right? You you could just say, okay, we're gonna have a bayou that's gonna be huge, but maybe mm-hmm. it's just one giant swamp with no kind of unique uh landmarks or structures or instances, you know, it's just kind of big for yeah. the sake of being big. So yeah. that's definitely something you don't want to fall into. So I think I think you may be right, Dan. Like you have more small tailored experiences that like we're gonna take you to this planet and you're gonna have, you know, a small amount of missions you can do and it'll, it'll kind of be something right. new, but Pandora is really the big kind of hub world, right? Yeah, that I like that idea actually now that now that you're talking through it more. Uh yeah, I think having like a big open roam area would be cool, but it, it would just feel like it's a reskinned version of Pandora, which 
yeah, you're not you're not going to take a whole lot away from that. So yeah, I think uh, that that might be a good fit. Just have I mean, then you could have uh, a lot more of these planets, right? You could you could have you know maybe a, a couple dozen different planets that you're going to different missions on, and then uh, well, all the big you know side quests maybe well, fall back on Pandora. Well, here's 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 an idea, right? You have a lot of you have some smaller missions and some different planets, and you get to see what planets people really like and dislike. And then you can always yeah. put out DLC and saying, we're giving you more missions on this planet because everyone seems to really love this planet. And we only sort Ooh. of had a small experience here. But now right. we get to open up the gates, you know, a year or two after the game's been out. And we, we know what people like. And we're giving you more on planet X, right? Because everyone yeah. loves that. Yeah. So that's Not a bad idea. idea. Not too bad. I like it. Yeah, we'll we'll have to wait and see what what the planets, uh, what other planets we get. They only went to one one other planet in the uh, the gameplay demo, but it looks nice. It's definitely a big change of pace from, like you're saying, Dave, the uh, the open world just wasteland that Pandora traditionally is. Uh, l- let's talk about some of the new Vault Hunters. So we got to see four new characters that are going to be the uh, the stars of Borderlands Three. We've got Mose the Gunner, Amara the Siren, uh, FL Four K. I guess it's Flack, the Beastmaster, and Zane, the Operative. Uh, any of these characters that you guys are more particularly interested in playing as? I thought uh, I thought Amara looked real interesting. Right, she's the one that kind of has like the spidery arms. She has the six arms. Not yeah, yeah. 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 I gotta I gotta agree with Dave on that one. I was all about I was all about <laughs> she, the six she, arms. She looked she like her her whoever did the art direction on that character. A plus hundred percent, you win. Right, and I, yeah. I I think she's gonna be more of like kind of a like a psychic ranged attacker, right? As a, you know, as opposed yeah. to like a heavy, big elemental type. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's, that's definitely kind of an experience I can get behind. So I think, I think when the game comes out, Amara is going to be my girl. Yeah. I think I, I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, Sirens have always been a staple of the Borderlands series. They've always had a, a playable Siren character. And I, the first time I played through Borderlands 2, I played through as uh, Zero, which is kind of like the uh, robot, robot guy mm-hmm. who does like the cool, like ninja stuff. Uh, but the the playthrough that I'm on now uh, on the handsome collection is uh, I, I forgot the girl's name, but I'm playing through the siren on that one, mm-hmm. and it's cool. I like the different uh, the different abilities. Um, they did say that each character now is going to have uh, new skill trees that they reworked. So previously, each character had basically like one special ability that that they had, and then you could level up different aspects. Mm-hmm. Now they're going to have three different abilities uh, that you can swap between, uh, basically. And uh, Amara's got uh, Phase Slam, Phase Grasp, and Phase Cast. Mm-hmm. And they went into more detail about each of those. But uh, it looks cool. So you're going to basically have uh, effectively three different play styles for each character that you can kind of hot swap between uh, on the fly that'll give you a little bit more variety in, uh, in your character. Yeah, I think, I think they're kind of taking a page out of um, World of Warcraft's book. Um, they, they always kind of had the three different tracks you could go down. And you can mm-hmm. kind of mix and match between the three different uh, skill sets. Um, so you can mm-hmm. kind of like make your own build. I mean, obviously that game is that game is a little bit different. It's massively multiplayer online, but I mean, it's the same kind of idea, right? You want to give the player yeah. choice in like, you can play Amara like this, or you can play Amara like this, you know? Right. Beyond all like the guns and the, uh, and the armor and all that stuff, like you can, you, can, you can be this type of build versus this type of build. So the only thing that I'm kind of concerned about is uh hopefully they can make them all like equal enough to where they're they're viable strategies to play right right you know, sometimes right. sometimes you'll see like well this is the dominant this is the dominant skill right this is obviously the op mm-hmm. skill 
and everyone starts mm-hmm. going towards like phase grasp over the other two because it's just like well that's the one you want you do the most damage with that so right yeah yeah i think i think they'll do a good job balancing them this is obviously the first time we've seen them go multiple abilities so i guess we'll have to wait and see but i i imagine them adding in those additional ones they're gonna make it fun to play each of those so that there is a, a reason to switch and not just stick to one one uh, specific uh, ability some right. of the other abilities though that they went uh went through we've got to we got to see Moe's uh the the gunner has like an iron bear mech that that they they can summon uh, a little bit more mobile i guess traditionally the gunner has had like turrets that they can set up that are a little more stationary so this is going to be kind of cool uh flack is going to be the beast master it's got the ability to summon and command pet beasts which looks pretty fun three of them uh, right and, the thing it was three three different yeah beasts from my uh-huh. recollection mhm and then uh, Zane is uh, got a digi clone ability, which he can summon a decoy device uh, that basically draws fire from some enemies. What's cool about that, though, is that you can swap places with that clone uh, at any point. So if you want to swap out, you know, take take on some of those enemies and then jump back out, uh, you've got the ability to do that. So looks pretty cool. I'm excited. Uh, I think uh, Amara definitely looks like the one that I'm going to choose as well right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I'm I'm curious to see how the the different rework skill trees end up uh, panning out. Um, another cool thing that stood out during the uh, reveal was some new movement abilities that they've got. So uh, going back and playing Borderlands 2 um, after playing a game like uh, you know Apex Legends most recently, with which I think has some of the best movement for a first-person game, mm-hmm. um, going back to Borderlands 2 felt so uh, clunky and kind of a little bit archaic after playing a game like that. So I'm happy to see that they're adding sliding. Uh, that was one thing that I was like just wanting to do the whole time in Borderlands. I was like, why, why can't I slide? Right. Oh, that's right. This game, this game came out in 2012, so that wasn't a thing yet. Um, and then also the ability to mantle ledges. So they showed uh, very early on in that gameplay trailer, you know, the character is running towards a ledge. They missed the jump, but they were able to grab the ledge and pull himself up, which is, you know, things that we kind of uh, take for granted now. But it's good to see that they're adding that, modernizing the, the movement a bit more in this one. Yeah, like mantling is mantling is one of those things. I think I first I first saw it in a first person shooter in Halo Five, I think, and I just I just fell in love. I wanted to like mantle up to everything, right? Because you just like <laughs> you could be like you could be like a pixel or two off, just just like a hair off, and then you're gonna fall to your death, right? But you know your hands are right there. You have a gun in one hand, your other hand is free. You technically yeah. should be able to grab it and lift yourself up, right? And it, it, it makes you more immersed in the game world, right? It gives you another opportunity to get back up onto that ledge, right? You know, it kind of kind of kind of eases eases you out of making that, you know, mistake. And it just looks really cool to me. So, yeah, you know. oh, I know. I, 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 yeah, the uh, the actual like animation of pulling yourself up. It's something so satisfying about like catching that ledge and just ripping yourself up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think also the game and the, the game as a whole looks beautiful. Right. Mm-hmm. It's that same kind of like cell shaded style art style that they're kind of known for. Uh, but Borderlands yeah. three just like it blew me away. Like it's just really detailed. Yeah, I, I think going back and playing through now with the updated textures on uh, on Borderlands two, I, I can't wait to see what this game looks like because that game looks and holds up extremely well. I mean, that mm-hmm. art style just lends itself to being kind of future proof, which is uh, which is nice. But yeah, uh, and I, I think they, they mentioned that they made the shift to. Uh, unreal engine for this one as well so mm-hmm. uh, i don't know if that's necessarily a good thing for a large open world game but we'll see i know days gone is also running in the same engine 
and has had uh, quite a few issues with uh, with different things, but we'll see. <laughs> I think I think they'll be okay. Um, so one other thing that they mentioned uh, during the stream is that there are going to be four DLC story packs that are going to be available as part of a season pass. So mm-hmm. there will be additional content that is confirmed. They didn't obviously go into detail yet about what that will be, uh, but we will be getting some additional story. And there will also be in-game cosmetics that can be purchased as microtransactions. So I know that there was a uh, Randy Pitchford, uh, CEO of Gearbox, uh, was mentioning uh, early on that there was not going to be any microtransactions, uh, and then uh, kind of went back on that statement. But more so along the lines of they're not going to be like free-to-play nickel and diming type stuff. It's going to be cosmetic stuff just to upgrade your character's look, stand out a bit. So what are your guys' thoughts on DLC and additional content in terms of microtransactions? Well, I think we have a different definition, <laughs> us and Randy Pitchford, of what microtransactions are. I know. Right? I'm like, uh, that, that is a microtransaction. Even, yeah. even, 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 I mean, we talked about this on the show with Mortal Kombat 11, right? I mean, they were talking about the, the microtransactions. If you add up all the skins, it would cost like $6,000 to buy in, in Mortal Kombat 11, which turns right. out not to be true because a lot of those skins you cannot buy with real world currency. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest. Yes, it has microtransactions, but it doesn't have the egregious microtransactions. You're not playing to yeah. win. Yeah, mm-hmm. you are. Skins don't count in my view. Skins, mm-hmm. skins just don't count. I mean, you could disagree all you want. I think me and Dave sort of disagree a little bit, but regardless, I think more come at eleven. If you're playing Sub Zero with the mask and without the mask, you're still playing Sub Zero. Right, it's not like yeah. it's a whole new character I would have to buy, like in Battle in uh, Battlefront Two, where we we had to either grind for fifty hours or just spend twelve bucks to buy Darth Vader, which is a whole new character with a different move set. So, right. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're we're not getting locked out of content that would give an advantage to somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and I think I think like that's really the big thing, right? If it doesn't if it doesn't affect the core gameplay in a way that gives somebody else an advantage or mm-hmm. affects the core gameplay in a way where now I have to grind more because you have a pay option where, you know, it may take, uh, may take 10,000 credits now because we have this $2 option. We got to make the $2 option more enticing. Right. Um, right. And I don't, I don't really think this is the case. This is just kind of like, eh, here's some extra stuff. You want to be painted up like a unicorn, you know, you want to <laughs> have like a demon mask or whatever, like go for it. Here it is. Here's a dollar, $2 whatever it is. So like, I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah. 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 I agree. Um, I think, yeah. in a game like mortal Kombat, where you don't have the ability to just straight up buy like with real world money, the skins, but, um, the gameplay is clearly designed in a way that, yeah, you're going to have to play a lot more to get those skins, which, you know, or you can pay, uh, to effectively get them faster. If I'm not mistaken, I don't, I didn't look too far into the actual, uh, pay structure of Mortal Kombat, but it's it's a little predatory to have it structured that way. Where yeah, if you spend some money here, then it's going to make your grind a shorter grind. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think giving the option like I think Fortnite still has one of the best pay models, uh, just in terms of all of their stuff is cosmetic and all of it is is just simply for you to express yourself. I think that's the right way to do it. None of that stuff reduces your grind or. Uh, makes getting challenges easier or whatever so i think uh you know i think if they go something along that route i think clearly it sounds like it's all just going to be cosmetic stuff so i don't think it's going to be a big issue um i think that having this stuff 
available strictly as a microtransaction is probably the best way to do that. Sure. Um, you know, if it, if it's available to unlock in the game and also purchase, that's where it kind of gets dicey. You know, because then you have, you know, how how hard is it going to be to unlock in the game, or do I spend five dollars to get it here? Right. So exactly. I think, exactly. Because yeah. because one thing is going to affect the other, right? Right. Yeah. So, um, uh, what what about these new missions? What are you guys expecting, or what do you want to see out of some DLC for this type of game? More worlds. I want to see more worlds. More worlds. I want more worlds. <laughs> we don't even know how many worlds we're getting. <laughs> well, give me you more. more? <laughs> give me. More. You don't. Just give me more worlds. Out of the gate. Out of the gate. Dan wants. Dan wants a variety. And I. I don't think yeah. he's. I don't think he's. I don't think he's. Uh, I don't think he's wrong in any way. Yeah, sure. Uh, I do. Um, I think what was it? The um, the Tiny Tina DLC for <laughs> Borderlands Two, is that right? I think that. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, it's 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 a it's it's a it's a very funny That's name. I, I think that was regarded as some of the best uh, DLC. That that yeah. that, that like kind of whole arc and how that kind of that that whole story questioning thing went down and whatnot. Um, right. I think I think things like that, if they can have like really kind of unique experiences that are kind of worth your money not just like more for the sake of being more but mm-hmm. more kind of unique tailored experiences like i know we saw again i i think i brought it up earlier about the instances um like the one instance they went to that was kind of like a dj club type thing and you know it was real dark in there and there, there was all these speakers around and they were like environmental hazards like that's kind of that's something i haven't really seen in a game especially in like a first person shooter per se like i thought that was kind of yeah. really neat so if they can like churn out a bunch of those experiences that are different than like the other ones, uh, mm-hmm. I'm 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 a hundred percent on on the uh, the DLC. How about this? If that's how about, the case. How about how about something different like Destiny? Right with Destiny, we got a uh, Sparrow Racing DLC. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Would you, would you like to see some type of uh, racing DLC for uh, Borderlands and that art style? Right, and we get to I shoot mean... each other. <laughs> Yeah, that might be fun. I, guess, I mean, if it was actually like a real mode and not just kind of like a a tacked on, you know, cheapy feeling thing. If it was like fleshed out and there's like actual courses and stuff, I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that'd be that'd be like Twisted Metal. We could basically just get like a Twisted Metal in uh in the Borderlands universe. That'd sure, cool. and you could have like you could have kind of loot tied to you know beating uh certain players and getting into like certain ranks and whatnot, like. Okay. I just yeah. cool stuff with it. I can get behind. I that. just want to yeah. let Dave think he's beating me in the race, and then I bomb him with a cheeseburger, <laughs> a cheeseburger missile, and then I win the race. <laughs> that's, the, that's that's all I want. Yeah. Rand, all, Randy, Randy, it. are you listening? This is all free. I just all free. <laughs> and all you I know, want. like like I'm thinking about it now, right? If if you know Pandora is so big and huge and whatever, like they got a ton of space for it, right? You could totally have that out there, and you know, not even like just going to do that event, but going to do other things and having that like be around in like the game world that'd be right. wild just just like super super immersion and in, in like you know my eyes there's this whole other mm-hmm. thing that's going on over here and i'm not even like taking part in it but like i know that it's happening i can kind of see it off in the distance like i think a big I'd be stadium kinda, yeah sure, yeah something you know that would make the world feel much more alive that's for sure all right already more than it is so mm-hmm. awesome uh so borderlands 3 again set to release september 13th on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, and Gearbox also said there will be a lot more information next month at E3. Uh, any last thoughts on the game before we wrap up, guys? It looks good. Uh, 
I, I, I want to know more. No, seriously, I want to know more. I want to know more about the world. Eh. Honestly, they, yeah. they yeah. could have kept this event sort of for E3, right? Like, right. I, yeah. I don't understand what was the purpose of having the announcement at PAX, having the release date three days later, and then having yeah. this event in May when we're a month away from E3. Usually around this time, we don't get a lot of news because everything is being held for their E3 yeah. presentations, right? So, right, right. So I don't, I don't really get the rollout of, of Borderlands 3. I think it was a little weird. I mean, I, I yeah. understand being at PAX and then maybe we don't hear anything else until, uh, until E3, maybe on the Xbox, you know, Xbox stage, Microsoft stage, or mm-hmm. have, their own, yeah. have their own event. Who knows? Right, um, right. So I mean, it looks. I'm sure that I'm sure they just want to keep the discussion going. I mean, they they there's so much hype for the game already. I think they just want to make sure that it's like a steady stream of hype. Mm-hmm. They don't want it, you know, people to lose interest uh, or, or whatever. So yeah. I, I think it is weird. I think a lot of this reveal definitely could have been held for E3 as well, mm-hmm. especially because it was like a gameplay reveal, and that's such a big thing. Like a teaser trailer and like some initial things are one, but yeah, the full gameplay and actually showing off like other worlds and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that definitely could have been saved. Um, I just want to know well, more we'll about see. the other worlds. I want to know how many. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm actually I curious do, yeah. what other info is going to be at E3, right? If they're saying there's yeah. more info coming out and whatnot, I thought we got a lot. Like I have a pretty good, a pretty good grasp on how the, how the game is going to play out, the new mechanics. Um, yeah. You know all the new features in the game. Like if there's if there's a more, like I, I'm excited to hear. What's it going to be? Yeah. yeah. I mean, unless unless it's going to be some something big like a akin to like a raid in destiny or something mm. uh, i don't really know what other like big piece of info that they could they could drop um we'll see mm-hmm. cool well uh guys thanks for joining me today to discuss borderlands 3 uh where can people find you both online uh you can find us on uh instagram twitter youtube and facebook at uh, rated g for gamers and uh, we also have a website at rated g for gamers.com uh, you can find us in any podcast feed. Just search "Rated G for Gamers," and uh, you know you'll see us come up. Uh, we have a we have a pretty distinct logo. <laughs> yeah, you do. It's nice. I like it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, thank you for uh, having us on. This is this is this has been great. Uh, you know, real fun to talk shop about uh, Borderlands because you know it's definitely going to be one of the big games of the year. Absolutely. Yeah, I cannot wait. It's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Thanks again, guys. Uh, and once again, if you have any gaming related questions you'd like to ask me, either tweet at me at IYE podcast or email me at the email address. Hello at in your I'll answer your questions on the next episode. And if you enjoy the podcast, consider visiting patreon.com slash in your element and supporting at the $1 level or above to receive all future episodes early and ad free. Gain a Patreon exclusive role in the in your element discord server where you can hang out and chat with myself and other elementalists. Be eligible for giveaways, attend patron hangouts, and more. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, whatever podcast service you consume the show on, and leave a review if you enjoy the content. Until next time, see you later, Elementalists.